This is Mortgage Matters with Misha, your source for real estate market updates and strategies and answers to your real estate lending questions. Now, to provide you with insight and help you navigate the constantly changing world of real estate lending, here's your host, financial services expert, Misha Dimitruk. Good afternoon, Bay Area. Happy Tuesday. Happy solstice to everyone out there. It is the shortest daylight hours of the year with the longest nighttime hours and night, nighttime darkness of the year, the longest darkness of the year taking place tonight. And a lot of people out there with very, very busy schedules. I am hearing people are feeling the end of year crunch. And I keep reminding everyone about having kind communication, being considerate of your fellow people out there trying to accomplish their goals and tasks before the end of the year. So I'm glad to be here with you all here today so we can have a conversation about making some of that end of year goal setting be achieved. And if you haven't achieved those goals, or maybe you're working on next year's goals that we work on setting you on a structured path so that you can find success early in 2022 and really have the joy of the new year to carry you across that victory line. I am Misha Dimitruk with Essex Mortgage, NMLS 694427. Joining you as I start my 26th year here in home lending, and it has been quite a ride. The changes that this industry has endured, the amazing opportunities to work with so many clients, so many amazing people, wonderful, kind, caring, fantastic people who sought out answers and needed support and deserved the best ability for someone to take the time and educate them on how to achieve for themselves and provide that level of service that gave them the opportunity to feel supported and encouraged. And that is really why I do what I do and why I am in this industry is to help all of you navigate this industry and navigate your goals with my knowledge and the industry opportunities and mash that all together for your benefit. If you have questions, if you have concerns, if you need help and support, give me a call. My phone number is 831-435-0385. You can email me, Misha at EssexMortgage.com, or you can find me on Facebook or LinkedIn. Now, this time of year, people have heightened stress. And I always encourage everyone to communicate kinder, more completely. And a key component to that in the real estate markets and in a real transaction is going to be communicating effectively on the timeline of the transaction and the details behind it. If you're a seller, do you know what day you're expected to move out? If you're a buyer, do you know what day you get to move in? Do you know? that you can't park your belongings in that house until you close? Do you know if there is a delay that you'll have to extend the contract? Are you talking with your real estate agents about the timeline, about any changes that are coming up and making sure that everyone is, is on point with the timeline that's laid out? Do you know you're going to close on time? Do you know you're going to be closing a little bit late? In all transactions, you as the clients, whether you're a buyer or seller, should be communicated with by the professionals that you have hired to support you. They represent you in whatever capacity they do, but they work for you. And it's their obligation to remind you 
this is the next milestone in your transaction. This is the next opportunity for you to do investigation, find out more information, make some changes. All of the pieces of the puzzle come together when all of the professionals that are working on the transaction, and there are good many people working on every transaction, work in synchrony to create for you the picture that they relayed out that they would give to you at the final closing. And that is so important to just continuously communicate, let everyone know that everyone is on task, everyone is meeting their milestones, or if something goes awry, that someone is notified immediately, the sooner the better, for your benefit. Things happen, delays happen, appraisals are taking tremendous amounts of time right now. And that is slowing down a lot of opportunity for people to close sooner than they had thought they were going to, or with the early close opportunity, they thought maybe they'd get in before the close of escrow. Maybe they thought they would be able to move their belongings in because they have to be out of their other place. Having all these conversations in advance and keeping those lines of communication open will help avoid tons and tons and tons of issues. I had a conversation with a gentleman who called, he was a seller or a potential seller, I will call him. I think he's a seller now. But he had been asked and approached by several realtors who have buyers in the market that were looking to buy in his neighborhood. And he said, I, I would love to, to sell my house. I'm, I'm retiring. I want to move out of the area. But I can't, I can't leave my house on the same day that I close. And I know that I can't stay once I've closed. And I asked him to back up. And I said, well, why do you know? Why do you think you know that you can't stay after you close? And he said, well, no one offered that to me. And I said, you absolutely have the ability to stay in the property after you have closed. It's a negotiation. You can request, include in your negotiation of getting into contract that after the closing, you need to stay X number of days. And as long as you set that expectation early and in advance of the closing, most of the time, all of that can be accommodated. In California, it's called seller in possession. And um, he said, well, I was under the impression that maybe that might not work for the buyers if they, if they, for their loan, if they did an owner-occupied loan. And I backed him up and I said, you know, the terminology that you need to understand here is take possession. The buyers, if they did an owner-occupied loan, they need to take possession of the property by day 60 in order to meet the obligation of their loan that says it's an owner-occupied financing. Aside from that, you have plenty of flexibility for you to get yourself together after the closing and move yourself in a timely manner. A lot of people in the last year or so have been very conscious of this when it comes to COVID. They didn't want to be in the position where they had to immediately, if they were making the purchase, move in right off the bat because they wanted time to clean that other property. They also wanted time to pack they also are a little bit concerned about a deal falling apart maybe at the end and they have packed and put themselves onto a truck and then their buyer falls through. And what have they done now? So all of these things and any questions that you have are resolved by having open and honest communication with the professionals that you hire to support you. If you're not getting the answers that you need or the information that you seek contact me. Let me know how I can support you, how I can connect you with a professional who will provide you with those imperative pieces of information to support you in achieving your goals. So to the gentleman who called and questioned whether or not he could stay, I really, really hope that you have listed your property and for any other sellers that are out there, 
know that you have flexibility on this and you can in fact sell your home. And then once you've closed, give yourself time to pack yourself up and move yourself along to your next destination. It does not have to be, uh, be out of the house on closing day. Last week's challenge. Um, I really am enjoying having all of you communicate back with me about these challenges. I'm hearing such fantastic feedback and the stories and the pieces of information and just the way that it triggers for some people to call me and ask another question or find out how more they can better their education in the process, better their position, uh, re-strategize for their own benefit. It is really exciting to see people having those aha moments and getting excited about the abilities that they are newly realizing. So last week's challenge was to all the buyers out there, really encouraging you not to be as frustrated and not put yourself in the position where you feel defeated because there's still opportunity for you. So I asked you to take a look at your opportunities, what the new loan limits bring to you and how you can use that to your benefit. Do you know what your rate that you were qualified at on your pre-approval? And are you being qualified with a rate buffer, particularly for those who have been shopping for a long period of time? Are you totally confident on what the payment will be on that monthly obligation? Do you know the absolute principal interest tax and insurance and any HOA fees? Are you really firm in that? Do you have all of those figures in hand? Do you have a solid estimate of your closing costs? And then the last piece was to assess your location success. For those people who uh, have really have feeling beat up in the markets that they're shopping in, they've been turned down 25, 35 times. I respect very much that it is hard to have no be handed to you in every property that you get excited about because you naturally dream about what it's like for you and what it could be for your family and how you would make that property your own. So um, those were the challenge points. And the, the feedback that I got was, was fantastic. Again, um, you know, so with, with the loan limits, uh, new benefits, I, I had a conversation with Mr. Alonzo. Alonzo, thank you so much for your call. Alonzo had gone on to the website where he applied and printed his own pre-approval letter. And he had played with their online calculator. No human contact whatsoever. He found out his new loan limit and how that helped him. The funds he had earmarked for reserves, he now was able to use in the transaction for a down payment. He was very excited about it. And in conversation, he said, this will all make up for you know, the credit problems that I have now. And I pumped the brakes on Alonzo and said, what do you mean credit problems? He said, oh, I, I had a late payment that hit my account. Um, it's just an auto pay. I changed to a new bank. Um, but, you know, I, I've paid it and I'm current and everything's fine. And I said, how has your credit score been impacted? There was a long silence. And he said, well, I, it seems lower now. And I said, Alonzo, you need to understand that your credit score being lower is going to affect the rate opportunity available to you. Working with a live human, you would have this conversation with them and they would immediately tie these pieces together for your benefit. So you would know exactly the position that you're in. So if you are using one of those online calculators to determine your own qualification, I, I think you need a better service provider. Not that you don't provide yourself with a good service, but you need a live human to walk you through what's available for you and how the changes in the market can benefit you truly. And listen to the important pieces of your life that you're relaying, such as Alonzo relayed to me, just in 
passing conversation about his credit that definitely is going to have an impact on the rate that's available to him. To the rate buffer question, many of you found out that you were qualified at the most competitive current market rates at the time that you were qualified, but they, that has not been revisited. For some of you, that's been a year, a year and a half, and that a lot of you didn't know that you were being qualified with paying points to buy down an interest rate. So these are key pieces of your qualification that you need to be fully aware of. And one of the biggest opportunities for you to be aware of this is to ensure that you have all of this in writing and that you read what is sent to you folks. Lots of people are getting online quotes and it's an email blurb someone typed out to you. There's no fees, there's no payment, there's no APR, there's no disclaimers, there's no details about the entire transaction. You deserve better. I am here to tell you that. We're going to take a break and we'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to Mortgage Matters with Misha. This is Mortgage Matters with Misha with financial services expert, Misha Dimitruk. All right, folks. Before we went to the break, we were talking about last week's challenge, rate buffer. How many of you know what rate you were qualified at and where your most competitive price will be and how you achieve that? So one topic that continuously came up on calls that I received was people saying, well, the rate was locked. They told me that I had this rate, so that's locked, right? And I said, well, are you in contract? And they said, no. I said, well, if you're not in contract, your rate cannot be locked. And I promise you the shock that some people were experiencing because they didn't have a human contact to explain to them this process. They thought that the rate that was quoted to them when they got pre-approved would be their rate no matter when they purchased. And that is just entirely not the case. Uh, Your rate is the rate quoted to you if you received a formal written rate quote will stipulate that that rate is not locked and that rates can fluctuate without change or notice and that this is an estimate. Now, you can, once you are in contact, you can request to be locked and you will sign documentation that acknowledges that you have elected to lock in that interest rate at a specific price, meaning a cost for you or a credit towards your closing costs. But please make sure that you understand very clearly whether or not you are receiving a written quote. If you are in contract, when you get locked, you need to have that documentation provided to you that states that your loan is locked, the rate is locked in, and you get locked in on a day's price. And this is really confusing. Most people think, well, I locked in at a specific rate. And that's true. You locked in at a specific rate on this day. Now, you locked in on the price that was available in this moment that your rate was locked and you captured a specific rate, but you have the ability to adjust that. Let's say you you locked in today and you had an inspection that came in and you discovered there was an issue at the property and you're now going to receive a closing cost credit from the seller. That credit can be used to buy down, lower your interest rate based on what you locked in today. Even if that discovery happens 10 days from now, because you've locked in today's price on today's market and a specific price point, but you get to move around within the rate availability of the day you locked. So if you come up on the ability to provide additional funds to buy down your interest rate or a closing cost credit, 
take the opportunity to buy down your interest rate based on the day that you lock. You don't have to look at the market and say, oh no, rates are up today slightly. And that means my money won't go as far. It's really based on the day that you locked, not specifically the rate that you locked in it. Um, one of the other topics why I asked you about was getting really firm about what that monthly obligation is. And what I hear a lot of is from buyers saying the quotes that I send them, my property, Nisha, your property taxes are very high. Ladies and gentlemen, I do not have property taxes. The property taxes that I provide you with are based on 1.25% of your purchase price. That is how we qualify someone in this industry. It is not exactly the specific tax rate for the exact property that you're buying in at, but it is the qualifying rate that we look at throughout the state of California until you've selected a specific property, and then we can identify the individual tax rate for that specific property. But 1.25% of the purchase price. A lot of people look at the payment that's available when you're scoping out the property online, and it will show you a property tax price. That property tax price that you're looking at online is based on the seller's tax base. In California, your taxes are based on a factor of the tax rate multiplied by your purchase price. So if your seller owned the property for many, many years, their property taxes are likely dramatically lower than what you will be paying in property tax. That is a, a key piece to people being unhappy with their quote that they receive when they take a look and say, those taxes are extremely high. I want the taxes they showed me online. And I would love to provide that to you folks generally. The, that number is, is really much more appetizing. But the reality of it is those property taxes are determined by the specific tax rate on that individual property based on your purchase price at the time that you close. So anticipate that. Know what your principal and interest payment is. Know what your property tax payment is in advance. Know what your homeowner's insurance costs are. Are you getting more than one quote? Are you bundling your quote? Are you looking for what your insurance will cover? When you get that homeowner's quote, you need to do the homework on this. A lot of different people will tell you, just go with the one that you have your auto insurance with, bundle it up and make it cheap. I suggest that you get multiple quotes. This is a service that you're providing, being provided, but it's also an imperative coverage for liability and protection for you and your family. So definitely take the time to understand what the different providers will provide you with and what the benefits of working with any individual companies are. Sometimes they offer discounts for different professional categories um, or always be aware of fire areas, territories in California that have been designated as high fire. You may need to find flexible insurance coverage for those options. We are going to be back in just a moment. Thanks so much. It's Mortgage Matters with Misha. Once again, here's Misha Dimitruk. All right. Location, location, location. Are you struggling to get into contract in the location that you're aiming for? I hear a lot of you are telling me this exact same story. And I, I had a really lovely conversation with Kim who said she was just fed up with getting no thrown at her. She has a good job. She has a good down payment. She has a good credit score. And she just needed to stop setting herself up for the no. She was listening to the show a couple of weeks back and we were talking about flexibility in where you live and creating the lifestyle that you deserve and that that doesn't necessarily need to be in the exact market that you're in if you're willing to be flexible. 
So Kim went on within her own company and found a comparable job in a different location. She's now looking at properties that are twice the size of the homes she kept getting no's on in the Bay Area on twice the lot for less money. She has called me twice to relay that she has absolute reverse sticker shock. She is excited about every property she sees and she has to go through and negate the ones that she doesn't absolutely love because the price point is all so thrilling for her. This is an opportunity for a lot of people and it really takes a shift of heart. People are creatures of habit and changing your environment is really difficult. It's not simple. It's not easy. You have ties. Do you have children? Are you connected within your church? You know, your, your circle of friends. And what I can tell you is all of the, the heart connections that you have will be there for you, even if you change your zip code. And sometimes changing your zip code changes your life. Only you have to live your life and you should be living your best life. And I really encourage you to take a look around and find the flexibilities that are out there in the market that afford you joy and happiness, because these are the things that are going to afford you the joy you really feel inside your heart, leaving your house each day, invigorating you to go forward in your life, be happy, excited, and encouraging of others to do the best thing for them, not stay in the same cycle and be frustrated. Kim decided that her frustration was enough and she had done it for far too long before she really took a hard look at what is it that she's trying to achieve here. And for a lot of buyers, particularly entry-level buyers in the Bay Area, trying to get their foot in the door is means stretching their budget to get not exactly what they need to live a life that they just live here, which is stress. But they have the ability to have flexibility and find happiness in a new location and set up all of those same abilities that they have where they are right now, only with more room and a lower price point. If you have considered this, if you've toyed with the idea, there are tons of jobs available. There is tremendous opportunity for you in your chosen field to expand into a different field. There's a lot going on in the market that affords you flexibility if you're willing to see the opportunities there for you. And if you're willing to bend, and if you're willing to bend, that tells me that you are open to change and that change can be the catalyst that provides you with that life that you deserve, that you know you are trying to achieve, but that you just feel stuck not being able to get. If that is the situation for you, if you feel frustrated, if you feel trapped, if you're not sure what to do or how to make that next step, definitely give me a call. Let me know how we can talk through what you're trying to achieve and what you've been experiencing and how flexibility will help you champion this challenge. 831-435-0385 is my phone number. Again, M-E-S-H-A at Essex Mortgage. Dot com, Facebook, or LinkedIn. I'm, I've received some fantastic texts from you over this last week. Um, a lot in to do with the challenge, but a lot of just year-end stuff. I'd like to get to those next. We're going to take a break here in a moment, and we'll be back. This is Mortgage Matters with Misha, with financial services expert, Misha Dimitruk. All right. Santa is coming to town, folks. If for those who are uh, out there scrambling around trying to get your Christmas shopping done. I wish you much success and luck. 
please remember to carry your Christmas spirit when you go out and about. Um, I received a text from Ryan asking me, I know you don't, you talk about your crystal ball. What will rates do in the coming year? Ryan, if I had that crystal ball, if only. Um, I, I see rates at, for anybody who's been following rates, rates are moving, but they're moving incrementally. And the trend is obviously higher. Now, the indications that rates will continue to move up in a steady pace has been relayed throughout the market. But there are aspects of the market that are affecting rate and historically that affected rate that aren't playing the same role that they were in the past. And then there are new pieces that are having deeper impact that before may not have been as prevalent when it came to the market fluctuation. So in short, Ryan, it's a little bit harder for us to determine with any certainty or more certainty maybe than we had in years past, how quickly rates will move or what is going to be the prediction for specific rate environment. But the overall trend is that rates are moving up. And obviously you have more flexibility to borrow more when rates are lower. When rates go higher, the money that you're borrowing becomes more expensive. And that's going to limit the buying power for some in the market who are stretching to the top of their purchase opportunities. Thanks for that text, Ryan. Nick wanted to know how high housing prices will go before something changes. Now, Nick, that's going to be different in every market, obviously. Um, you know, the, the housing demand has never been higher. Uh, the, the actual houses on the market hasn't changed dramatically. A lot of people feel like there's less inventory. There's not dramatically less inventory. There's just dramatically more buyers. And so it's really this perfect storm of not enough. We haven't had enough housing inventory availability, much less affordable availability in the Bay, greater Bay Area for quite some time. So we're having a, a very challenging market to begin with. And now with low rates, more people than ever are trying to get in in purchasing, homeowning, landlord opportunities, investing, all of these have become financially viable for a lot of people because of the low interest rates. As rates go up some, some buyers will step out of the market because it surpassed their purchase power. They're, they're not willing to look outside another area. Their, their flexibility is limited. Maybe they have a very location-specific job or they just don't have the means um, to be more uh, courageous, I would like to say, about where they're going to relocate to. So Nick, I, I wish I could give you sort of a, a percentage or a price point where things will cap out, but it's really buyer driven. The market is dictated by the buyers. And as long as buyers are continuously bidding and outbidding one another, the market will continue to go up. And um, so we're, we're going to have to just watch and see at what point buyers decide that they're just not willing to stretch for those dollars and that will slow the market some. Having higher interest rates will likewise slow the market some. Uh, but when that will come to a slowing or what number that actually starts to turn around on, I just couldn't tell you. We just have to watch. Um, but you can take note on looking at the local realtors in your market. A lot of them are providing these details on social media where you can monitor the housing prices and um, days on market. So if you would like, Nick, you, um, I'll send you a link to an agent in your area that you can follow and, and sort of learn for yourself what the price points are in your neighborhood. 
Now, Tiffany sent me a very interesting text. Um, Tiffany said she wanted to make a purchase and she wanted to know, can she buy a second home if she doesn't have a primary home? Meaning she wants to buy a house that she's not going to rent, but that she plans to just vacation to uh, somewhere in the foothills, something that she can just escape to. And the answer to that, Tiffany, is yes, you absolutely can. And the benefit of that is a lower down payment requirement and a better interest rate, a lower interest rate in cost and rate. So the opportunity for you there is that it's not the house that you're going to live in most of the time, but it is a property that you are not intending to rent and that you will utilize for your own purposes. Um, so that's really the, the caveat of that. And it typically needs to, with some investors, it will need to be within a destination, a location, sort of a vacation sort of spot. It doesn't have to be, um, but some, and some lenders will tell you that it needs to be more than 50 miles from your primary residence and that it needs to be in some sort of vacation destination. Um, but that, that, again, those are guidelines and those guidelines vary from investor to investor. So, you know, check with the lender that you're working with. And if you run into any challenges, Tiffany, you can always give me a call. I, I had a really fantastic conversation with Aman the other day. Aman wanted to have a conversation about what to do for his parents. His parents were relocating from somewhere else and they didn't have the income to be able to qualify for themselves. Aman wanted to know should he buy the house as an investment property? How does he make this really affordable? They were planning on covering the cost of the housing, but that they they don't know that they can qualify for it on paper. And, and so we had this conversation about there are loans that are specifically put in place to be able to help parents and children buy properties that are owner-occupied. Now, that means you get owner-occupied interest rate, owner-occupied financing, and the person who's providing the support, whether it be a parent or a child, to the parent or the child, is a non-occupying co-borrower, meaning they're borrowing on the loan, but they will not intend to live at the property. And so it allows for a parent or child to help a parent or child get themselves into the market that they need to be, whether that's moving closer to children, whether that's buying a property for your child who's headed off to go to college, Whatever the situation may be, know that there's flexibility there built in and that there are programs designed to allow you to support the people in your life who need to make financing shifts and acquire properties in order to live their lives. So if you are stumbling with how to help mom and dad downsize and move closer to you so that you can help them in their aging years, or whether you're looking at moving those kids closer to campus so they can head off on their own life, there are loan options available to you give me a call and we will set you up with a structured plan on how you can make the most of those loan options and also how you can turn that for your college bound children or your um, younger kids that you're moving out. You can teach them about financial management and set them up for the opportunity of buying on their own. There's a good education process in there and it really starts with the education about credit. So please give me a call 831-435-0385. We'll be back in just a few. It's Mortgage Matters with Misha. Once again, here's Misha Dimitruk. All right, Bay Area. We are at the top of the show and my favorite section, this week's challenge. Now, for this week's challenge, I am really speaking to all of the buyers in contract. 
it's a magical time of year and a lot of people are getting into contract right now. Now, for those of you who thought, oh gosh, I was busy with the holidays. I wasn't even looking at what was out on the market. I assure you, people were capitalizing while you were shopping. Right now, the buyer's in contract. Here is my challenge to you. Do you know how to flex your financial muscle? Do you know how taking funds from the down payment that you're making, most of the buyers in the Bay Area are making larger than the required down payment in order to qualify for their loan. Do you know how taking a portion of that over the minimum required down payment and reallocating that can help you find better financial opportunity over the long haul? Now, for some of you, that means that you could put yourself in a better situation by buying down your interest rate. For some of you, that means buying down your mortgage insurance. For some of you, that means buying out the mortgage insurance entirely. These are all tools that are going to give you advantage if you use them wisely. Having an extra five, seven, ten thousand dollars $10,000 as a down payment is not going to make a big impact on your monthly payment. Having that extra five, seven, ten thousand $10,000 allowing you to buy down your interest rate, buy down or buy out your mortgage insurance is definitely going to give you a bigger boost in minimizing your monthly obligation and better financial structure over the long haul. So I'm encouraging you to reach out right now, even if you're locked, even if you're in a transaction, you can look at the ability to shift the money in the buckets you have them allocated to right now and find out if this is the strongest financial position for you or how you could improve that situation with the same dollars that you're intending to use in the contract that you're already in on. This will help you in the long haul, I promise you, by giving you the ability to Understand that you're either in the strongest place for you or that you have the opportunity to improve. And before you close, I encourage you to take those steps because the rates that you're capturing now are likely going to carry you through into the future. And if rates go up higher, if you were to refinance and restructure, those rates are going to change, be higher and cost you more to change that financial structure. If you have the opportunity now, Take advantage of every tool in the market. So that is exactly what I'm asking for you to do today. For those of you still thinking about refinancing, as you see rates move up, the ability for you to refinance is still real and the savings is still out there for you. Again, this is about financial strategy. Have you captured the financial strategy that meets your needs and puts you in the strongest possible position? Now is the time to explore these options and we can get you all of that detail and all of that information. Reach out to me at 831-435-0385, Misha, M-E-S-H-A, at EssexMortgage.com on Facebook or LinkedIn. Now, this show will rebroadcast, rebroadcast tomorrow at 2 p.m. as well as Sunday at 3. So if you missed any part of it, you can catch it again. But if you need one-on-one -on -one guidance, if you need customized support, I received a call from a gentleman the other day who was stuck in a transaction, a realtor, and he just wanted to ask, how would I handle it? I gave him some ideas. He came back to me and said, my buyer was so grateful that someone gave him strategy and we're now getting to closing where before the whole deal felt like it was throwing up. So uh, blowing up, not throwing up, excuse me. 
Um, I, I wish you all a very, very Merry Christmas, and I look forward to connecting with you all next week. If you need anything, as always, I am here for you. I appreciate your time and the opportunity to be of service to you. Be well, Bay Area, and take care of one another.